All right, we here. You sound so good. <laughs> we here. Just all the energy. This is more of an episode I'm just wanting to get over with. Um, but, okay, welcome to The Highway. Thanks for listening. It is our probably our final episode. I think this will drop last. Is that probably. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of The Highway Crew, it's me and the Smee. Smee, how are you? I'm doing good. I have no headphones on, though, so I hope I sound good. You sound... Because I'm doing good. You sound decent. All right. That's it? That's yep. all you got? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, it's already going a little off the rails. So this episode is interesting, and I question why I'm sitting here, to be honest with you. Uh, but this is a... Are we going to call it a panel? Um, yeah, we're going to call it a panel. Okay. What it, like, cascades into might be something different. Chaos. But, yeah. Uh, so this is a all-female law enforcement episode. Woo! And we have one, two, three, four, five female law enforcement officers, and then the SME, mm-hmm. and then myself. And then in the background, what? Six females is what he's saying, including you. Oh, okay. Well, there's also... Uh, and we have two, a live audience. Yeah, there's a live audience. Uh, if they would just keep, please keep the noise down. <laughs> Um, that would be much appreciated. But no, okay, so I think this will be good. Uh, I'm curious how it goes. Um, but we're going to do a one walk-up song because as typical women, they couldn't figure out, like, all get on the same, uh, all get on the same. What? Can I get a round of applause from the audience, please? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you get zero support because if we did everybody have their own walk-up song, then that would be the whole episode. So right. we did a group. Okay. They are a unified group. Well, I'm more, I mean, the audience agrees with me, so I'm sorry. That's who it is. So, all right. So, let's do the walk up song, then we will do introduction. So, here's my, I usually say boys, here's my girls. Let's do it. Let's make the introduction. So uh, I'm going to start with Aunt Crazy because she's to my left and we'll work our way around the room. So Aunt Crazy, if you would like to tell us whatever you want to tell us about your intro. So kind of who you are, maybe a background, maybe keep all the F-bombs out of this one, this section here. (laughs) You're going to censor me right out of the gate. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I'm Aunt Crazy. Um... I've been in this profession for 20 plus years. Prior to that, I worked for the Division of Family Services. Oh, I forget that. Yeah. Yeah. So I often say I'm not sure if I went from the fire to the frying pan or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I'm probably um, the one that's closest to retirement. No. Okay. All right. Well, Ooh, maybe maybe we'll talk about that. We have two. I like to say seasoned. I don't like to say old. <laughs> we have two seasoned uh, uh, folks in a supervisory position. So we'll say that. So yeah, you guys have more experience than, than us. But so how long do you have until you can get out? Two years and nine months. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm older than her. 
So between my years of service I brought with me oh. and my age, and I'm older than you, Queen Bee. And I, you're sick of this shit. I can, yeah. I think I can. <laughs> and I've had it. Um, I've had it. She's up yeah. to her eyeballs that are, you know, four foot two off the ground. She's had it. With shoes on. Yeah. With, in my with, little boots. That's right. Her little bitty boots. So, okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to add that, um, to your intro there? I'm, I'm all about um work-life balance it's become okay. my thing as i've aged okay well, i think that'll balance. be a good uh so that's some conversation i want to have with these okay bitches oh wow okay well i wasn't gonna call i mean i feel like once it's been dropped i can now say it Is no that how... no that's not how okay. that works no, 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 no. okay we can you can okay fair enough uh, oh, real quick, I do want to uh, say that I appreciate you guys before we started the recording uh, saying how I was the smartest person in the room. And I don't think that you guys should feel intimidated like you guys uh, do. I'm just a normal person, just a normal guy. So just relax. Well, <laughs> hey, just it's okay. I was told this. I, I was told that between the five of us, we now have at least one and two thirds brain. Yes. Yes, yeah, you guys are almost making up one male brain, so we'll see what we can see what we can get here. So, anything else from Matt Crazy at the moment? All right, let's go with my favorite name, Meatwad. <laughs> Meatwad, and all right, so give us tell us a little bit about yourself, Meatwad. Um, I have been in law enforcement for eight years. Okay. Um, a a really long way to retirement. Mm. Not a lot of shit to put up with still. When do you retire? August 1st, 2045. Same as me. 45? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Heck, I can't even get up for y'all. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that all you got? Um, I'm married to a law enforcement officer as well. So okay. That kind of puts me in a um, unique, yeah, unique situation. Mm-hmm. So... And you were telling us that you've been called Meatwad since kindergarten. Tell us about that. <laughs> a lot of meat. Okay. So it just makes sense. Okay, it just makes sense. All right. And honestly, when I look at you, I think Meatwad. So it really... It's, it's perfect. Okay. Very good. I just want to make sure I'm on the same page here. But anything else from Meatwad at the moment? No, no. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, Honey Badger. Who's at the opposite end of the table? Who's just direct scared. eye contact? Yeah, just looking you. deep into my soul. All right, Honey Badger, give us an intro. Uh, I'm Honey Badger. I've been on the same Okay, we've got that part. <laughs> Here, I'm going to help you out. You're Honey Badger, you're female, you're law enforcement. We've yeah. got that one covered. Go yeah, ahead. I've got nine years. Okay. So that's about all there is to The proverbial um, question when can you retire? Uh, probably the same as then. Mm. You don't know your retirement date. No, May, May, May 1st, 2025. But I if your 55th birthday, then the, the first day of the next one. So May 1st. Maybe I'm more optimistic about my life instead of just... I like that, yeah. Maybe she's not counting down the days. Maybe she enjoys her job. Trash? Amanda? Uh, plan for retirement. Okay. That's what you got? So we got a female law enforcement officer in nine years? Okay. Do not give them she too was... much information. No, no. They're very... She said the four things that she could have offered about herself. Yeah. You know, there's nothing really to it for me. Okay. You have different perspectives in law enforcement. Say your other jobs that you've got in law enforcement. I've done civilian stuff before. Okay. So I worked in radio and did clerical work. Records
the records place. We'll just say the records place. So I guess we should all also say we all work for the same place. So that's probably a unique thing. Is it fair for other panel members to ask questions? Because I yeah. didn't know that. What? How long you have sound? How many of my interview boards? <laughs> no, I'm saying. I'm saying how long? How many time? How many years did you have before all of before you became law enforcement? So, uh, 2012 would have been full time civilian. So. Sorry, Academy, 2015. What's the math? Three years. Okay. Looking to the man to get it. <laughs> Three years? That's eight. 2015 to now? Is that what you're talking about? 2012 oh, yeah. to 2015. Yeah. I feel like I'm on The View. You guys are, this is like a really horrible. Oh, that's not even. Yeah, that was, that was that an was insult. That was a low blow. Yeah. That was an insult. Yeah. Okay, so you did civilian uh, work in the same place, and then you've been in law enforcement for nine years. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Not that she keep... wants to tell you. Yeah, God, she's like close. She's like got her arms closed. I know the body like... language is. I'm done. She's like, oh, I didn't know I was gonna have to talk on this thing. <laughs> well, I'm on the road. And okay. Yeah, I've been in two different areas, four different counties. Okay. Honey All right, let's go to the trash panda who unfortunately has been on here and then somehow has weaseled her way in to a second episode, which I swore one would never happen. Sneaky. But trash panda, please reintroduce yourself. I think last time when I tried to do myself, I got yelled at, and then I just said a few words, and then you're later like, no, you can't say that, so I don't really know where to go here. Well, I think you really tried to inflate yourself last time, and we just had to bring you back down to earth. I think that, I mean, there's an, it's on recording. We can no, it actually, it is on recording, and I listen to it more than anybody here. So <laughs> it was, um, she gave one-third of the introduction that her counterpart did, so oh. he actually gave less information because she had one third of the brain, brain size. Yeah. That makes sense. There we go. So, wow. There we go. So still doing what I was doing last time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally been like three months. That's true. So supervisor and then on the road. On the road. Yeah. Okay. DRE, all that. Yes. DRE, all that. Yeah. yeah, we have, we have several DREs that listen. So yeah, DRE. Okay. Very good. Let's go to queen B. Yep. One of my favorite guests, by the way. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Thank you. She's she's she has a voice for radio. She does. She doesn't it's, even want to admit it, but she does. It's very pleasant. Ryan has a face for radio. Mm-hmm. I do. So. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a face like a catcher's mitt. I understand that. <laughs> um, but like your voice is very pleasant. Thank you. And I would like you should like read like uh, read bedtime stories and people would buy those. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like that so one of your or your husband's in the audience. This yeah. huge audience that mm-hmm. we have. In the crowd. Do you, does she ever read you bedtime stories? Okay. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> my bedtime stories, it's just this pillow that she smells. It does bedtime stories on it. All right. So sorry, I took your introduction. What you got? So I've been with our agency for this is my twenty seventh year, and I think okay. you do have me be Aunt Crazy because uh, I'm eligible in November of twenty six. I think you're maybe a month or two ahead of me. Oh wow! I'm I'm December of 26. Okay, so I have nice. I mean, my math was wrong then. So, so I'm 11. Okay, two years and 11 months. Okay, so we're right there. Yep. So 27 years. Um, married to um, I have something similar with the meat wad across the table. We're both married to law enforcement, and uh, three kids, one grandkid, love and life. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I like how she's morphed into the meat wad. Not just meat wad anymore. <laughs> no, there's only one and you're like it. Ohio State, yeah. Meat wad. 
being yeah. meat wad. Do you know of another meat wad? Uh, actually, there was a meat wad um, that, what? yes, we had deemed uh, somebody, uh, I guess I would have called him a new hire at one point we had called meat wad. So in my heart, he is always my meat wad. What is you're that? a good second. Yeah, is it? There's a show. There's a show that there's Aquatine a meat Force. Yeah, I found lots of images of meat wad. Yeah. Which so. is literally just a wad of meat yes. with face, with yeah. a yeah. mouth and eyes. But yeah. Because yeah. I love meatballs. Yeah. Like, We're not talking about meatballs. But that's what like a meatball is. Meat a meatball. So who doesn't love? That's different. I feel like a meatball is nice and round and smooth, but a meat wad is like lumpy, yeah. Lumpy and got rough edges to it. Is is this episode that's mostly females going to talk nothing but about meat? And wads. And wads. And size So Jay's in the audience, and we had a bet, what, a few minutes? We're already off track. Meet, wads, and size. It's a controlled chaos, so let's, let's keep going. I listen to a lot of these episodes, and everything goes off the rails really fast. Mm-hmm. Every time. And I've always been told, and maybe you guys can verify this, size doesn't matter. Isn't that true? Is that most of the ocean? Only four of us can weigh in on this. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, trash panda burn. Got you, <laughs> idiot. Got you good. Oh, <laughs> All right, so enough but of the to meat answer, talk. To Go answer ahead. your question, it does matter. <laughs> mm, mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Mm. And there's people, the people who tell you it doesn't mm-hmm. are liars. They're, just they're liars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a great question. I guess we just say, so Aunt Crazy says size matters. <laughs> Meatwad. Yeah. Okay. It's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant. I'm not going to say yes or no. Uh, that's a great answer. Trash Panda. <laughs> I almost feel bad asking. I'm not sure I can. Can we be it. too classy yeah. in this conversation? Uh, it's it. paramount. <laughs> oh! <laughs> not only is it relevant, but it is paramount. paramount. It's yeah. Crucial. Okay. Paramount is preferred. Uh, let the record show that her husband, Jay, in the background is nodding his head with a big <laughs> shit eating grin. Yeah. Okay. That's just uh, a general question. Hey, can we ask you about the French toast? Is that something sure. we can ask? Yeah. Do you guys know the French toast story? Can yeah. I th- can I set this up real quick? Yeah, sure. So yeah. we were chit chatting the other day, a group of us, and Aunt Crazy was there, and she uses some weird analogy of rating men. Is that right? Rating. Yes, men dating. It's yeah, not just I... the men. It's the experience. It's it is. It's kind of the whole thing. Okay. It's a, a three tiered process. Okay. And you started talking about milk toast, right? Which I don't know what that is. So, so I didn't know what that was either. I, so, I googled it. I found me a picture. I'll, I'll be brief. The the gist is this: there's three steps. There's milk toast. So milk toast is just toast in milk. There's no flavor. Oh, what is going on here? Trash pan is in the background just getting ice after tripping over all these freaking cords that I took four hours to set up. Hey, it's a whatever you want. You let us know when you're done. Please, Aunt Crazy, continue. No, the milk toast is like it's boring. It would sustain your life if that's all you had. Mm. It it would it would allow you to survive. Okay. But you would just be like, eh, right? It's milk toast. You wouldn't be fulfilled, but you would be. Content? 
I don't even know what you need. Surviving? Like, you're surviving. Okay. Your needs, your fundamental needs would be met. Barely. <laughs> Barely. You would be sustained. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. So sustained, okay. but not fulfilled. Mm. Correct. Okay. So we move on from milk toast, which to is the... To cinnamon toast. And okay. cinnamon toast is typically warm, and it's got melted butter on it. Uh-huh. And it's better if it's good bread, and then you got a little cinnamon sugar on it, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, hmm, this is yummy. I could have this regularly. Like, this, mm-hmm. is, this is good. Yeah. And if you use, like, good bread and good butter and, you know jazz it up a little you're like mm, i kind of like this i had a mcdonald's thing that you used to be able to make cinnamon toast and it cut out fries right like mm-hmm. spice it up yeah yes. spice it's like it a dipper situation like a cinnamon toast like, like you took your toast yeah. you put it in the thing and then you like spun the wheel and it would take it through and then like cut it into strips mm-hmm. oh and you have like a cinnamon see, toast fries. see you're not doing that with milk toast yeah, yeah. no no <laughs> So, so see already, like she gets it. Like it's more versatile. Cinnamon toast, mm-hmm. like to there's, step up. Yeah. There's, yeah. and it's versatile. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, you can dress it up. You know, then, put a hat on it. But then there is French toast, mm-hmm. and there's some French toast out there that, like, it's banana nut bread that then they dip in milk and egg and vanilla and cinnamon and sugar, and then they fry it. And then when they serve it to you, it's nice and warm, and it's got a little bit of you can like, even do like a little bit syrup on it. And then they put fresh bananas and caramel and yeah. chocolate. It's top tier toast. Holy mackerel! It'll blow your wig back, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> blow my wig. It's an occasion. Off. <laughs> blow blow your wig right off. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of my three tier process. So when I go on a date. Um, I have this thing where I have to call my friend Jamie and tell her where I'm going and, you know, send her a picture and all this nonsense. And then 30 minutes in, she calls me and she's like, so tell me. And I always go, oh, this is about my mom and dad because, you know, they're old and sick and all that shit I got to deal with. So I say like, um, okay, I get I, this is about my mom or dad, I'm sure. And so then she's like, hey, how's it going? Tell me what's on the menu. I'm like, yeah, they got French toast on the menu or they got milk toast on the menu. <laughs> And this dude's like, this guy's like, <laughs> this guy's like, I do listen to the fastest growing podcast. Software. I now know what milk toast means. This is bad. Yeah. So that's my three tier system on dating. Dating, dating life. Yeah. Okay. Dating. All right. Here's a question for me, uh, Meatwad. I'm going to go around the table. Do you have a tier or did you have a system? Not do because you, you're, you're no longer available because you've got the, you've got the, the crown jewel sitting right over there. <laughs> Just look at that face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only a mother could. Mr. Meatwad. Mr. Meatwad. <laughs> I don't have a, a rating system. Did you ever? Yeah. So it was just like, eh, or not? Yeah. Pass or fail? Yeah. I say, yeah, I get it, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Honey Badger. You have a scale? I don't have one, nope. <laughs> You may be the simplest human being that I know. Uh, well, got, we know Trash Bandit doesn't have one. Uh, Trash Bandit, do you have, um, like, is there a level of, like, Fiskars or the plastic type of scissors? The what? brand of scissors. I definitely went to No, I went straight to Well, I don't know if it's a berry or a tea. What? A K or a T in your pronunciation? Fisker? Uh, mm. 
Fisker, tell us about your scale, Trash Panda. <laughs> that might be a new one. I had to believe because you have no new, you have no toast in your life. Would you agree? I think she's fulfilled without the toast, though. I didn't. I just said way. she had no toast. I didn't say anything about fulfillment. I asked her about toast. <laughs> You're not a toast lover. Would you agree with that? You don't enjoy toast. <laughs> I, I do not enjoy toast. No. So what's your like? What's it like? What's your rating scale? Like how fast you call U-Haul? I don't know. Like, mm. How fast you call what? Second date. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like, am I willing to call U-Haul and reserve a trailer right now for your date? Well, you straight people get it. Like lesbians out there. Know. Honey Badger gets it. Okay. Honey Badger like, gets it. We've talked about it, but like the classic les joke is like. Like lesbians moving with each other after the second. What are the lesbian brings on the second date? A U-Haul. Yeah. See, I don't judge people like that, so I wouldn't really get that type of joke. I also find it somewhat offensive. As a fellow honorary lesbian, I yeah, as somebody who doesn't, yes, yes, I find that um, very offensive. Anyway, all right, Queen B, rating? Yeah, did you? Obviously, not do you? Good. Any sort of rating scale? I have been married for 25 years. And to, and to that thing sitting right. over there. So that crown jewel. Uh, but no, no rating system. Okay. It, it was either. I mean, I was a pretty judge. Yeah. It's either a yes or a no. So, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's get on to some actual topics here. Yeah, Not Aunt crazy freaking throwing us off all this post talk. Um, all right. Here we go. This is a good one. Probably go around. We'll start with uh, Queen Bee on this side. As a female law enforcement officer, what do females? What's that noise? What am I hearing? Oh. What do females do better than males, and what do they do not as good as males in law enforcement specifically? Uh, I would say, as females, in my experience and observations, I would say we tend to show more compassion mm -hmm. and deal with things that are more victim-centered better. Okay. Um, that's not, I mean, this is just generalization. Yeah, very general. But yeah. I do feel like, uh, yeah, that we just bring more compassion to the table. And I mean, I'll give you an example of that. Like, you know, you work a terrible crash and there's kids involved. I think we would be more apt to zone in on the kids mm -hmm. and probably give them a teddy bear from our trunk faster than a male would. I don't know. But that's just because I'm a mom. Maybe the other ladies around the table would have a different opinion of that. Yeah, that was not necessarily something we covered in introductions. Um, just like family, that was some of the questions we got from submitted questions was about yeah. families, kids, that dynamic. So around the table, who has kids, who doesn't, that type of thing. And crazy has one. And crazy has, has one. Yeah. Uh, I think and he only 20s. Well, yeah. He's 31. Oh my gosh. 31. Okay. Yep. Okay. Meet one. Meet no one kids. Step, step Sorry. Yes. Yeah, step, step Nine, child. How old? Nine and a half. Yep. Yeah. Honey Badger's once again shocked that we're even asking her a question. I'm, I've still yet to figure this out. Like, there's a mic directly in front of her, and she's shocked that she's having to talk. Uh, 
I mean, my boyfriend has two kids. Okay. Like, regularly in their life. Okay, so, fair how enough. How old are they? Uh, 14 and 11. There you go. So you have perspective. Yeah. So there you go. Panda has zero kids and will always have zero kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got yeah. her babies. I do. Like, I have animals with my children. And I already mentioned I've got three. They're mm-hmm. 25, 21, 19, and then a three-year-old grandson. Which, by the way, shocks me that you're a grandma. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, She's, yeah. When uh, awesome. Jay had told me you guys were grandparents, I'm like, what the heck? So, and I mean that in a good way because yeah. you definitely don't look like a, a and grandparent. Another one on the way. Oh, well, early congratulations, I guess. Uh, uh, but what we don't do well. Can I, can I touch on that, though? Absolutely. When you say what we do well. Not only, I think our compassion, but I also think we do tend to be better communicators yeah. with people in general. Yes. The escalation. That was my escalation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to give you guys one too, just to, like I said, I, I never want to put you in an uncomfortable situation because, you know, oh, bash man, that's not what I mean. But from my perspective, you guys are, I agree with Aunt Crazy, better communicators and um, more patient. And I think that's where you guys always beat me because I'm like, let's freaking go like, so I can get on to the next whatever it was, right? But as a female, for the most part, I just felt like you guys are, I hate to say naturally more patient because then you're painting everybody with a pretty wide brush. But I do think uh, females are just way more patient than men, period. I agree. So compassion, patience, uh, communication, definitely. Uh, Meatwad, anything? I was going to say communication. I think um, from my point of view on scenes that I've been on, um, there are some men, that's nice, these are people, they just go from like brain to mouth, it's just out, like they don't think about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And for females, we kind of tend to take a step back, think about what we're going to say mm-hmm. and and say it, you know, so... Or even let people, sometimes people just need to talk and vent and say what they want to say, and then they'll go about their business where it might, and we'll sit there and let them ramble on, and then they're done with it. Whereas some of the guys may be more inclined to not want to do that. So then the, the person in turn feels disrespected or you know, whatever, and it ends up escalating a situation that doesn't need to be escalated that could have been prevented by just letting the person ramble on. Can, can we stop while Smee gets out of the toilet drinking? The <laughs> toilet? Sorry, I got out of the hand. Super thirsty. I'm not sure what she's doing in the toilet. I got. But yeah, apparently, apparently there's 50 dogs in here drinking out of a single bowl that is right next to my feet. I'm not sure what they all got like. thirsty at the same time. Jeez. So I so to get back on track, I agree. Yeah, with that too. I think that uh, you guys do that. But so why do you think? You guys are better communicators well, slash more empathetic. I'll just go ahead and compassion. say this. I mean, I think our agency does a really good job of training us and preparing us for, you know, everything that gets thrown at us out there um, dealing with the public. But, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you I'm a female. I'm not going to be able to go out and manhandle everybody out there and mm-hmm. overpower every male. So I think... We have to rely on our communication skills and de-escalation skills and be more patient and not just jump in where I feel like our male counterparts 
don't have to, mm -hmm. you know, take that extra measure to avoid those confrontations like we do. Now, in my 26 years, have I had to do that anyway? Absolutely. And by the grace of God, I've, you know, come out on top because of our training. But I just feel like it's not the first um, step. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I have to use some other tools um, to try to avoid that when possible. And I would also add to that, though, for me, I agree that I would rather try to communicate and get them to comply versus do some crazy moves on the side of the highway. Right? Ninja moves. However, with that being said, I also try to convince people that I'm just crazy enough. <laughs> you do a good job. Yeah. You do a good job. So, so, so and I've done so, that, too. Yeah. I mean, so you there's have to that, call their bluff, you know, yeah. or get your bluff in on them. So there's sure. that fine line of, you know making people believe that you're a you're a physical badass while still trying to communicate with them yeah uh, Aunt crazy and i had the same fto several years apart but his main thing that i think it taught us was one no ties at his own office and then two, <laughs> speak to your audience like know who you're talking to and his thing was like treat everybody with respect because that's what people want at the end of the day and so like even if they're a piece of trash like myself you still treat them with some respect, and I mean, I've had 12 years on and zero fights, and arrested like tons of people. So it's all in like how you talk to people. Sometimes like you have to talk to people and use nothing but four-letter words, you know. But like if you give people the respect and treat them like a human, and like just let them like talk, like honey badger head, just let them talk. Sometimes that alleviates a lot of your problems. Yeah. I will. I will tell you, as a very, very young trooper, I think I may be had a year and a half on down in the southeast corner of our state. Yeah, and uh, arrested a guy for several felony warrants. I mean, this was a bad, bad human. And we get to the jail and get him out of the patrol car. I'm walking him up the steps to the sheriff's office and he pauses just a little bit. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, we got to go in. And he was, he just hung his head and he goes, I, I got to tell you something. He goes, if you had treat, if you had not treated me with as much respect as you did, he said, that would have been a fight on the side of the road. He said, cause I certainly was telling myself that I was not going back to jail. He said, but the way you talked to me, the way you treated me, he said, I mean, you sold it to me. He said, because I, I wanted to fight you, but you were so respectful um, that I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> Can I go back on something you just said? Am I the only one, since we're all cops here, that when you said he stopped and he's got to tell you something, am I the only one that said he's going to tell you he's got something up his butt? Am I the only one that thought that? <laughs> Well, okay, that, that I'm like, oh, when when you said that, I'm like, I wonder what's up his butt, because here it comes, you know, I'm like, this did not go where I thought it was going to go. I just want to make sure I'm not crazy that's here. That's for a different podcast. Okay, totally. definitely happened. Okay, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Um, so it sounds like, and this is not any sort of degrading way, but it sounds like you recognize, like, shortcomings, where, yeah, you, where your weaknesses are. Absolutely. And um, I think that's just, like... And I... I'll, I'll qualify that. I've seen other officers, not just female, but mm -hmm. some male officers that don't prescribe to that. And they get themselves in really serious situations and, and in fights that are not necessary yeah. because of their attitudes and the way they treat people. 
Okay. When I've been on scene with male officers, and there's times like, if I was this dirtbag, I would fight them too. Just yeah, even like, I'm getting offended with yeah. how they're acting. Like, it's making me angry. And like, they're my coworkers. It's like, hey, dude, shut the f up. Yeah. Like, I've told people that before. Like, you need to go because you're, you're escalating this. You're making this worse. Yeah. 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 It's part of it, I think, is the male ego. Like, it's like one of those things, like, I'm here, I'm in charge, I'm going to do what I say, and if they get any resistance, then it just blows up from there. Like, if somebody tells me to fuck off, I don't care. Like, okay, we're still going to do this. Right, right. Like, right. I don't, like, I have confidence in myself, and I know what I need to do, but, like, they can run their mouth all they want, I literally don't care. Like, I laugh. Like, I've been called so many names, like, I just have By to me, like, or just, like... You, people have a right to... <laughs> Scumbags, yeah. Scumbag. Like, like, this one drunk lady called me every name under the sun. Who was my neighbor at one point, right? Yeah, who was your neighbor at one point. I actually like, told her about you. I'm like, you ain't going to believe this piece of shit that I know. And you ended up stopping her. It worked well, out great. Me a piece of shit See? Time, so, Perfect. I mean, but it's just like, I'm laughing. Like, I'm trying not to laugh in her face. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, I just don't care. Like, my only one that fails at the laughing and smiling part, like... I think they just get so mad. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you do just your face. You do have one of those faces. I picked up on that. Yeah, (laughs) as we're staring at each other across the table, I'm just getting like really angry, (laughs) and I just can't help but think it's your face. Hey, it's okay. I have one of those faces too. Yeah, I'm just gonna put you guys like mm -hmm. staring at each other. So does Meatwad. Yeah, yeah, Meatwad's got a (laughs) Meatwad's got a face too. They just look at me and think this person yeah so do you think that people um when i say people criminals uh alleged of course do you think that they take that into consideration that you're a female and okay. like they go well i'm not gonna fight them because they're a woman like, think, what, what's your thoughts on that i kind of have a theory on okay this. Even the worst of shitheads have a mama. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think they will always have a little bit more respect for us. Now, with that being said, there's just some people out there that just don't give two Yeah, they're shits, just huge right? people to shit. So, yeah. so they're, they're going to do whatever. But I still think that, generally speaking, even the worst of people have a mama and they have a, a, just a little bit more respect. Yeah. And again, then I think couple that with how we communicate and we're compassionate we're patient. I think it helps certainly. Okay. Help, but it's not always the solution. Correct. Like say, yeah, I've had people that misogynists and assholes, and there's nothing that you're going to do be able to say that's going to change anything. Yeah. And well, it's great out no people, and that's how yeah. it's going to go. Depends that's on their different. situation, what they have to lose, how desperate they are. Yeah. yeah. So, do you guys remember? He came up and spoke at our training academy. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Everyone has one. Yeah. Also, yeah. Tell me which one you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But he talked about um, the statistics. So he was with the FBI and he did a uh, 30-year research project of people who were incarcerated and of all of those that were incarcerated. Do you remember? Anybody remember this? Where he... Talked about, he interviewed all these offenders that had assaulted law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And the numbers basically were two-thirds of the officers gave them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was this altercation between the officer and the offender. One-third of them were just shitheads that the yeah. minute you turned on your lights or approached them in any fashion, they said, yeah, the, I'm, I'm not going to jail. Mm-hmm. The fight's going to be on. 
And it was really staggering to me, though, to think that, again, it goes back to how we interact with people can change what that outcome is. Now, again, you can't probably do much about those third other than maybe try to control the amount or the level of that injury for the officer. But it, it was it was really interesting to hear him talk okay. about that. Well, wasn't part of that too, just like officer presence and like, you know, if an officer looked like a slob, then he knew we had a chance. But like, I mean, all the fitting here, like we look good in uniform, we have that command presence, but like how many people could work with, like male and female, where it's yet like Brian over there that just total slob in uniform, yeah. like, tiniest yeah. arm. Refuses to tailor, refuses to tailor, tailor uniform. Like, yeah, looks mm-hmm. like biscuits popping out of a can. He's got little bit yep. of boots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely never had a policy in another agency uh, after me that says they can no longer alter their sleeves. Absolutely not true. Never but it's like, to me, it's like I heard that as the Amber officer, and like I've always been like, I'm going to be in shape and I want to look good in my uniform because like you look professional, like look good, feel good, right? But it still helps with some things. Oh, I agree. with their perception. Yeah, yeah. if you look like you're squared away, it's yeah. okay. Here's one hard-hitting question, because um, I know this is said a lot, and I know that you guys have heard it. In fact, Meatwad and I had a kind of a similar conversation the other morning. You'll, this this will uh, probably ring a bell in just a second, but what's y'all's thoughts when you hear um, people say, usually it's men in our agency, or in, not our agency, but agencies, say something like, well, they only got that because they're a woman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, apparently he's just going to, yeah. They're the well, fire starter. No, I mean, I think that's a that's a great question because yeah, it always, it um, I just want to know, you know, what their thoughts are because they're the ones that hear that. For me, it's like, well, everybody at this table, I understand why they are where they are, 100%. Whether people recognize that, that's their problem is how I feel about it personally. But, you know, from y'all's point of view, you're on the receiving end of that. So what's your thoughts when you hear well, people say stuff like that? Obviously, it's frustrating. Um because we work really hard. I feel like we're already at a disadvantage and we have to work twice as hard to prove ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, with me and my experience, having three kids and having to take time off, you know, to birth my child and then, you know, the, the couple weeks that we get off and then we have to come back to work. And I, whether it was my own perception or whether it was true, but I always felt like I had to work twice as hard to build back my reputation and prove that I could do the job just as well. Um, I could, I was afraid to call my supervisor because my kid was sick, mm-hmm. you know, cause I felt like that would be a strike against me as, as well. So um, it is very frustrating because I feel like, we are at a disadvantage because of that. I feel the same way. Like, always had to work hard. Like, I don't have kids, but I always just felt like I have to do twice as good. And, like, when I came on, there was, like, very few female officers in the area that I worked in. And one of them wasn't the best officer. Like, and always was doing something. And then I always felt like I had to pay the price for her stupidity. Yeah, so and, that was going to be a follow-up question. Is Do you feel like you get pain? We talked about pain with a wide brush. When, when somebody Fs up, specifically a female in this case, uh, do you feel like that that is... A direct reflection on you guys. One hundred percent. We just had a conversation. Yeah, with Queen that. B and I were just talking about this this morning because I feel like anytime there's a female that does anything from the very beginning of being hired throughout their entire career, then all of a sudden all the females are lumped into that same basket. Where if it's a male officer, like 
he's just an idiot. No, mind him. That's just so and so. You know, the dud. Yeah, and then so guys don't have to pay that price. You're like, well, that guy's just an idiot. It's fine. So like, if there's a bad female officer, all the rest of us are constantly her. We have to like prove that we can't, that we're better than her, or better than the situation, or better than whatever. And I think it's no matter what female you talk to, an agency, state, whatever, it's always the same feeling that we're always having to constantly prove our place in the law enforcement world. Okay. Meatwad, anything on that? Meatwad's just sitting there pondering. Yeah. No, I think we're always just like, I know when I started, I felt like I was always having to climb uphill. Mm-hmm. Like constantly. For no reason other than I was a female. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that that was fair. I don't think that's fair. But I think that's what all of us probably felt like when we came in. Mm-hmm. So. And then I do want to follow that up to say, though, I've had some really terrible people that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of men, but I've had some really amazing people that I've worked with. And yes. I, I, like I said here, and I think about the FTO that um, Trash Panda and I had. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that dude is solid. Yeah. Like, we still have lunch together. We still I talk to him every, every day. day. Yeah. And he's been retired for two and a half years. Yeah. Like, but he is. God, I would just hate if you kept calling me. He called day. me. And I have to say, none of your business, old man. You don't <laughs> but he is amazing in the fact that he is very, like, surrounds himself with strong women. Like, his wife is a very, like, strong, professional, powerful woman. Like, his, he has two girls who are, you know, like, he's always supporting women. Like, there's other girls that have worked in his own. And all of us are like, we love Mark. You yeah. Know? Like, we love him. Yeah. And it's just like, we always say, like, he's girl dad. And he's girl trooper dad. Like, you know, he's always just been there for us and supported us. He does also say, so I was the very first person that he trained. Um, and... Trash Panda was the very last person. Who tried. Listen, the record between you guys, this is not good for this guy's <laughs> reputation. Just so we know, I've got the first and the last. I would hate to see the in between. <laughs> Holy cow! But he he often says too that he still goes to therapy because of her. And uh, yeah. Like, but 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 again, I still I still want to say that I've had some great people. Yeah. Um, and I've also been very fortunate to have some great females that have been my mentor or helped me in some way, if nothing else, just to say like, Hey girl, keep on. Like Mm -hmm. it sucks, but you're doing okay. And maybe, you know, I can only hope that the other females in, in any professions, but specifically law enforcement have that, um, that person or persons that, you know, really just, try to continue to encourage them and help them. But also those men, because we bring a lot to the table, especially in this profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I hope I hope they recognize that. I think I'm seeing where it all started to go wrong for me. The very first female that I met in this agency was Aunt Crazy. And my testing, she looked at my feet. I have a kid your age and like threw my ID back at me. And then I start the academy and she's there. Like, I can't shake her. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure I've been able to shake her either now that I think about it. Hiring day, she's an academy intern yeah. while I'm going through the academy. Like she's riding my ass the whole yeah. time. She's like, like a like a a dog turd that you step on yeah. and you smell it. It's always there, but you just don't really know where it's at. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay, that was but on the like, agenda. Do you agree that Aunt Crazy is similar to a dog? But it's like 
as a young female officer, yeah. I come to my area, there's really no other female officers in that area. And like, all I had was Aunt Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I, all I had. <laughs> yeah. I tried so many different avenues. I ended up with Aunt Crazy. Yeah. And here we are. But and here we are. It's like, I don't know, the young female officer coming in, like, I like kind of like crave some of that like mentorship because like, I remember, like, the first time that I found FTO, like, we stopped going to the bathroom. And my FTO was like, where have you been about time? I'm like, I just can't whip it out. Like, I have to take this whole thing off. Like, Wait, I, what? To go in, just going to the bathroom takes 20 minutes. Like, Listen, you got 30 seconds tops. Exactly. All right? I just don't know why you guys don't do what I do and carry a cup around and just, you never have to get out of your car. I don't get no. that. You guys are so high-maintenance. You know, I keep obviously joking, but just, like, having that female mentorship and then like i come to my area and there's not a lot of women and like the other ones there were not nice to me right off the bat like i felt like i even had to like earn my place with those women and like prove that i had i could be here and then like i hated that so like as the other like uh women came to the area i always try to like reach out to them and be like if you need something let me know so it leads me to another question do you feel the need to and maybe maybe needs not the right word, but to quote unquote stick together and kind of have like a girl gang where you can lean on each other. And again, mean, I said need may have been like a really you mean uh, like bad the word. Pink web? Yeah, a lot like a pink yeah. web. And if there was a pink web, would you tell me about it? <laughs> Jay, I don't know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, so maybe we should explain the pink web real quick for the yes, people that are listening that do. don't know what it is. Yeah. So and that and, is so true. <laughs> that is so true. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the pink web, which is a thing, no, it is. is says who? A crazy. Says a crazy, every person. Says every male. Every man. So where you guys communicate uh, <laughs> via some sort of link, we don't know what it is. With each other, and there's a whole other world that you guys run and operate that men are not allowed to be a part of. Is that really what the pink web is? Which is there any? Is there a better way to explain it? No. As a, I yeah, I guess apparently I not a woman either because I've never heard of the pink web. It's hey, this is a very crazy. exclusive club. Yeah, it crazy blink twice <laughs> if it's something I need to know about. <laughs> yeah. Let the record show she blinked twice. We got her. We got her. Crazy man with your delusional thoughts. So, yeah. And again, maybe. Okay. We're just going to do. How many cups of ice does she need to get? We've been doing this for 40 minutes. She's gotten 12 cups of ice. 12 cups of ice. She's awful thirsty. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to go back. Again, I don't mean necessarily need to stick together because that sounds really bad. But do you feel that. you maybe have to lean on each other more than like coming to like a male or something. I will answer this question from my perspective. When I came into my first area of responsibility, I, really everywhere I've worked, I've been the only female. Um, but it's just been my experience, like coming up to our our main headquarters uh, when there's other females around. It's just awkward. I mean, I'll like, hey, how are you? But we don't. I'm. I was always afraid to congregate to them because then I'm afraid the guys are gonna be like, oh, the girl, you know, girl gang, girl gang, mm-hmm. yeah. and pink you know, web updating the pink web. web. The hens yeah. are a clucking. So yeah, I, I just I've never had until now when I move up here and there's more. Um, it I will tell you it's amazing. I mean I. 
you can either ask Jay-Z. I've been so excited because I finally have other women that I can relate to and have conversations with and hang out with. Um, because before we transferred up, I just don't feel like I relate to other women at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't have things in common with them. I don't know what to talk to them about. Um, I'm going to say, and I think maybe this is based on our age and years of service, where I would agree with you, like where I was at, there was not no. other female officers right. in any agency. Yes. And then the one that there are two that there were nearby, there was just like this weird thing where yeah. almost, it's like two yetis seeing each other. Well, we don't know that we yes. exist, yeah. uh, but we kind of see each other. Well, like, like I'm, there's not, there's not very, there's not very many of us. Um, I just got a visual of like, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're like real blurry to yeah. each other. Yeah. Unicorn. Sasquatch. I'm going to stick with Yeti. <laughs> The image was better. I will yeah. like the. Just okay. Like a, I like the but, but I think I think you're. It's. I mean, I think you're right. Like with what, that whole like talking about the Yeti comment, right? Yeah, okay. Where, where you're like, you look at it, you're like, oh, do we converse or like? And then you kind of do this, you know, pushing the arm. And so I look at the other three um, officers, ladies in this room, and I say, you know, there's a part of me that's probably a little jealous that they've had. Yes. more of this camaraderie and yeah they're know, looking at French. us like we're weird yeah yeah we have had it but it's but <laughs> and, and, i haven't had you that. know and listen i mean i've been up here several years and probably wasn't until um queen b came up here that i even had that yeah. because i worked with all men yeah and well, which you enjoyed by the way yeah, it was fun. everyone you work with is really great oh yeah absolutely there's been a few <laughs> that i would you know toss out the window but but definitely no one in this room no okay no 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 one in this room okay but you know and i make a joke about tossing them out the window they're all good really. they wouldn't I, fit yeah, yeah. They wouldn't fit. hey <laughs> i'll say this there's a few i would toss out the window i'll, I'll say that but, but you know i i didn't even have that yeah um and so i mean and, and i enjoyed hanging out with the guys but it's just different mm-hmm. you know to have those it's nice to hang out with somebody and not just hear constant dick jokes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. and, and grunting and then like hear Velcro. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, y'all are talking about SWAT D bag. And we can we can do a whole episode bashing those guys. Because yes. it's so easy. It is nice just to be able to be with like like the Queen Bee said, around other women who understand because like when I'm around like my wife's work friends and her, it's like, it's a different situation. They're, you know, they're not worried. Like, I say, what did they ask when did you at work? And I'm like, oh, we had this. And it's just like, you did that? Like, I said, man, Chase, I comment about how, like, car chases are fun. They're like, you're weird. I'm like, no, but it's like, they're so much fun. <laughs> like, you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> they are. But it's, Hashtag it's, abolish no pursuit policies, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> but it's nice to be able to just, like, talk to somebody who has a shared experience and knows the same things and in the same boat and... Like, if they want to call hens clucking for that, so what? Like, yeah. I'll cluck away. Like, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I just don't care anymore. And I would agree. I'm, I've probably been there for a long time, but I... Yeah, I, Aunt I, Crazy, I don't remember a time where you did care. <laughs> You're going in the wrong direction. But, but I still never had that, you know. So, so they're, again, jealous, but also happy and excited that we have, or that you all have this group and, and you know, and 
now that we've kind of started to expand that and um to you know. be fair i don't know that meat wad and honey badger like wanted to be in that and make them yeah but like they're like i want to do things but only if you ask me to do something and if so, you plan everything and if i plan literally everything oh, like, really? we go on vacation i like you gotta book this flight we're staying here venmo me this money so like i just Force them. <laughs> so. Can we also say women are better planners? Because, like, if me and one of those two knuckleheads over there are going to go on a trip, I'm not doing anything for him and he's doing nothing for me. I'm going to say, hey, dude, um, we'll be in Vegas at X time. Meet me there. Like, I'm not going to be doing like planning. Can you guys still hear or yeah, you guys lose I it? Okay. Um, so I think you guys do that better as well. Yeah. I we think it's like personality, though. Like, they're more introverted than I am, but I want to have friends, so I make them. That's what about the Yeti moment, where you're also like kind of sizing each other up. Oh, 100 like, percent. Are you a female? Myself, yeah. Or because if you're not, then that's going to rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's a great point. Your alliances <laughs> just right. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think, yeah, as men, we don't do that to each other, like size each other up. Oh, so that, yeah. that well, would be one of y'all's weaknesses, our strengths. <laughs> you know? Yeah, even the uh, audience is calling you out on you guys have ever experienced a SWAT briefing. I hope to God I never have. It's just oh, farts it and is. grunts and rips of Velcro. It is. There's so no brain cells in there. Just sit back uh, and just watch them size each other up. It's epic. This is wearing more green. <laughs> yeah. A lot of this. Yeah. 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 A lot of yeah. sue positions. Yeah. How, How many different Velcro? ways can we stand in a sue? Yeah. How like, much Velcro just, you have That sounds like if I was going to be punished. That's how you would punish me. It's making me sit in a room talking about squat stuff. And, <laughs> See, I'm sick to my stomach. Welcome here. Yeah, I was no, gonna say. I, I, I'm different at this table as I've never dated another law enforcement officer. Like I think you I don't know one. you're missing. Yeah. I think I'm fine. Whoa. Have you dated a SWAT room? Yeah. Can I say can I say what just happened? She asked you a question and you're over there just like swiping right yeah. on everything. <laughs> Didn't even know you were getting asked a question. Uh, so she's on swatbro.com. Here's the thing, like I don't have a type. So she has a type of toast. I'll try yeah. it them all. You get- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I don't care. Not discriminate. Yeah. I, mean, I don't discriminate. Mm. Really e- equal opportunity toaster. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Gosh. You don't know who might be that fucking French toast. He's out there. He is out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I, hear, I, got, I got one for you. It's funny you say that. Oh, I've God. Here we go. I've been asked again if I thought about switching teams. And I'm like, listen, I'm open to possibilities. <laughs> So what's your best pitch? What's my best pitch? Yeah, to switch a team. Oh, okay. There's a what's different mean pitch? the pitch. Like pitch. You're a, I, think I think you're a recruiter. So how do you recruit Gosh. someone? It's that is a guy mindset one hundred percent. Like, oh what made you switch? Or I can get you to come to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like 
I promise you. Like you can't. It's that's one hundred percent a guy thing. Mm. Like Yeah, sure it is. Just like the pink web. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a delusional <laughs> mystery world. Just mm. like Hogwarts. It's like Hogwarts and Pink Web. It's two mm. mystery places. Mm. Can they there. be the same place though? Yeah. Hogwarts and the Pink Web. Yeah, I would really enjoy it. Maybe, maybe switching teams. I mean, I'd go. Yeah. All right. Here's a question. This is a good question. This came from uh, himself. This was a social media question, and I'm just going to read it for. Uh, Wait a minute. How do you have social media questions on? Like, put it on his Instagram. Ask yeah. the questions the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so some of these questions we've yeah, asked. I actually linked your address so that people, if they had it, wanted to ask you personally. Yeah, we put your social on there. No. She's like <laughs> now accepting applications Ooh, for so French toast. Like, All right, we're gonna lose What's it after this one. All right, this is a good question. A I, okay. So, how do you feel about different training standards for men and women? Absolutely not. No, the bee has spoken. Queen bee has spoken. That irritates me. Are we talking physical training? So I, like- I I think the question was yeah. So like let's say uh, a male is required to do. Yeah, I'm just making these numbers up. 25 push-ups and a female is required to do, again, 12 or 10. What's your thoughts on the different standards for the different sexes? I disagree with it. So you're saying that they should be the exact same standards? Yep. Okay. I will disagree with you. Okay. Can, can I have you elaborate on that before I, I sure. get to counter? I mean, I think it should be a reasonable standard, but I don't see why there's a difference. Okay. And do you think that, uh, again, I'm going to come back to you, but... Because this would be a question for you too. Do you think that that uh, how how do I word this? Like, kind of segregates females. Creates animosity. There we go. Creates animosity when there's right. a different standard. Yep. Okay. In response to that, I will ask. Who's now holding a dog? Yeah, that I don't like, know where it came honey from. badger brought a dog to the table. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a different standard between age gaps. So, well, I think that's where you get into the, like the scientific portion of it, like it's, like to theology and anatomy. It's like just default. Men are going to be better at some <laughs> things. Like I just, I don't know. Like I can see both sides of the argument. I can see it. I think sometimes they get too far yes. apart. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I could, I could do a compromise where you get us closer together, or but, maybe even like a range yes, versus it's got to be this. Current, it's a joke. Okay. okay, so I would I would concede and agree with that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go back to this science a little bit and say it's the same reason we don't want transgender males competing in women's sports. Right, right. There is a difference Physiological in, in, in the makeup of the male body versus the female yeah. body. Mm-hmm. I did qualify it with reasonable, and yeah. so so I would agree with that. Like I think. I think there needs to be a range or some reasonableness to the difference. But then I also go to to what Honey Badger was saying about the ages. Listen, I turned 51 this year. And I was like, who f***ing you? Because <laughs> now I got, I got like 37 minutes to run that mile and a half. Yeah, not quite. But <laughs> yeah, right? maybe an exaggeration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which now we're freaking getting rid of because we're going to the goddamn road test. But whatever. Okay. So that's like the people that are the biggest advocates about all oh, the females should have the same standards as the men are also the ones that are like the older timers. Like, oh, oh 
I got the more time now because I hit the 50s bracket. And right. like one thing that frustrates me is like I'm a PT instructor for my troop. I've been happening for like four or five years now. And it's always like, oh today can I identify with the female? I'm like, just shut the f up and run. And like you just by existing are stronger and faster and like like I have to train and train and train for months. Like one guy came through, he's like, Oh, I haven't run in five months, and then goes out there and runs like a 12 minute mile and a half. And like me, who's been running, 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 staying in shape, you know, sprinting hills, trying to do my best, it's like 11 45. And I'm mm. like, well, I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's, it's really sad you work that hard and just cannot get, you know, to a level of like satisfactory performance. <laughs> so I guess you know, my like, question I would just go away. I don't know. I don't I'm know. About jumping in the river, so. <laughs> my question is whenever the standards are created, what is there like are they based off of research? Is there some so, kind of medical so probably, oversight or is it just like <coughs> fifteen or twenty no, actually closer to twenty years ago I remember having to come up here to the headquarters and do our physical fitness test. Every female in the state had to do that. Yep. And several men, I don't know how they chose, you know, who else did the test, but based on our scores, they came up with Hmm. the standards. Huh. And we're kind of doing the same thing with rowing right now. We've done. Why? Because it is like, I, I guess for like an HR point of view, I don't know, like I was on a committee meeting for this stuff and it was like. Actually, I think they're sending all of our scores down to Texas DPS, yeah. and they are going to come up with a standard. Yeah, that way it's just basically like to, to validate it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, like one of the committee meeting I was on, it was like, like HR was in there, and HR was like, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do this. HR just said no the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's what they tend to do That's usually. What they there yeah, say no. <laughs> That's their role. Yeah, but so I guess we're like we're mid revamping that cycle right mm. now. Yeah. Okay. So the the row test is. All of that information is being sent to Texas, mm-hmm. and that's how we're validating that. And and they've already validated theirs. And but but I remember that 2006 where every female, which of course there was at the time, there like, were like three of you, thirty of us, three yeah. Yetis up there. But you know that's an interesting <laughs> number. It's a convention. We, we had we when I came on, there was like 20, 28 females in the mm-hmm. whole agency. Mm-hmm. We got as high as seventy seven. And worked it now down to like 50 again. 54. Of like what, 12,000, 1200 ish of total numbers? Is that, is that close? I mean, well, we, yeah, like there's a big range, right? 1200 ish. In the 1100s. Well, yeah, because we're down so many, but. Okay. Yeah, it may or may not have behind the scenes asked Queen B to look to. I to look that up yeah she brought some numbers oh yeah. whatever whenever i yeah we can, yeah. We can talk about them i like numbers i i do too and that <laughs> that is a number that i've kept track of for years and years what about meatwad i haven't heard from meatwad in a minute who's just like hoping this will be over soon yeah. <laughs> you just watch her face for a while she's like, like yeah i'm like hey you're gonna do this so what what's your thoughts on different training standards well, or i shouldn't even say training standards but standards in general I mean, I, there's a guy that we work with that is always complaining about us getting more time, right, to mm-hmm. run or whatever, and he's got a daughter. I said, ask him if he would like his daughter to compete against um, boys mm-hmm. when she plays volleyball, and I think that he would say, no, that wouldn't be fair. Right. Why? Because the the guys are you know, more powerful and stronger and they're going to probably win every time. Right. So, you know, the science is there. Um, 
I'm not a scientist, but my ability to be a cop is not on how many based off of how many push-ups I can do. Yeah. So, or how fast I can run the mile and a half. But I mean, well, how many men have we I mean, that yeah. physical fitness is important. Sure. But how many men have we worked with that look like total slobs in uniform, but like nobody says anything about, you know, okay. like their, their level of fitness is never like, they're like, oh, it's that guy. But it's like, that's never a part of the equation. So what's the, what's the factor that always is coming up here? Really, when we think about it, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier, the females are are treated differently, but it's not it's not because we're asking for it or mm-hmm. because we're demanding it. But yet, when we have all of these men look like a bag of trash mm-hmm. and and probably couldn't do as much as many push ups as any of us, yeah. What do we do with those guys? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and you're totally right. And there's, I think that's everywhere. So I'll just give you an experience from mine. It has nothing to do with sex at this point. But so one of our PT tests, uh, I don't think it was this last one, but the one before I was, I happened to be doing the PT test with ranking individuals. And they were extremely off put that I was actually going to run the mile and a half (laughs) to the point where it was borderline, like making fun that I was going to do the mile and a half and like get the time and get, you know, the real. And make them all look terrible. Yeah. Cause that's what it boils. And and their, you know, their whole response was, well, you know, ha ha, well, we're just going to walk it. Ha ha ha. Look at, you know, well. You might as well go ahead and go. We're going to be here a while. That type of the attitude. Two, yeah, the two cool for TCFS. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I can't abbreviate it. And, um, you know, so again, I think that happens really on all levels. You guys probably see it a little bit more because there is that different standard that you guys are, are held to. I don't to. know that I've ever been to a PT test where there's been ranking people there. Like, oh, administrate, like... I don't know that it, like I've ever seen a ranking member at any of our PT tests. So yeah. Like really? guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I have in the process. Yeah. Do, doing a own test. Yeah. But it's walking I, by you. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I don't think we've had that same perspective because like all the ones I've ever been to, it's always just been other road officers. Oh. It's not like. I have a different experience. I've been to several PT tests with staff members and they're actually running and participating. Oh, and I was going to say, I've been with several staff members and they're not. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen it both sides. Yeah. 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 And I think it's important to say that there are, you know, that's definitely not, I say everyone that does that because there are some that smoke me. And there's one that you guys probably know what I'm talking about. It is. It pisses me off, Mm -hmm. to be honest. We should talk about it more. Well, I mean, he, I know he was on the. I mean, he was on the podcast actually. I, I and know we, exactly what you're talking about. We discussed that. That's solid, though. He's just a maniac. Number one, he yes. should be shot and put down like a horse. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah the Lou. And but you know, you get a guy like that who is in that position, and that's one of those guys you go perfect. Like yes. he's he's in there, and you're going, that that's where example. he should be. Everyone yep. needs a hero. Ryan, so. Yeah, no, he's he's my hero. Uh, I also hate his guts. Um, if I could, I'd hit him with a car. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd have to run him down. But you know, so, okay. So you know, there is like I hate to just say, oh, everybody that's ranking is a a, a slob because that's not true. But yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not even talking about people at break. I'm saying like in general as an agency though the females seem to be always the topic of conversation 
when it comes to PT tests, but we also, we don't do good at looking at the other part of our agency that are physically unfit. Yeah, I think physical regardless fitness. Regardless of gender, regardless of age. Yeah, that's a whole topic on its own. And uh, again, I think everybody at this table is in good shape. Uh, we do look good in uniform. And now the two audience members, probably a different story. They, I mean, so if like you set a pile of dirty laundry up and then put them next to it, you probably couldn't really tell. Uh, so I don't really want to offend these guys. But no, I think physical fitness is a whole nother topic. But it, it's hard when you are, uh, you know, in an agency at a higher level to now say, I'm going to keep, or we have these standards and everybody should do that when you're not doing it yourself. Yeah. So I think that's what makes it different from the new guy or gal versus someone who's, who's a Frank. But I, I can remember, and I'm sure Queen B too can too, where it wasn't, it was different even when we were, I mean, maybe through training, but you had to do, didn't matter what your age, or your gender, you had to do X amount of push-ups in two minutes. You had to do X amount of sit-ups in two minutes to mm. get the award. Yeah. And it didn't matter. And okay. and, that, and that's what you mm-hmm. were trying to achieve. And so then it changed. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another question for y'all. I think the two, I'm going to say seasons. Uh, folks may have a, a wider broad uh, of this, uh, or sorry, wider thought of this question. But so since you've been on, because Meatwad, you're what? Eight, what'd you say? Eight years. Eight years, nine. Trash. Twelve. What is it? Twelve. Twelve, and then twenty and twenty-seven. Good God! <laughs> hey, just so you know, twenty-seven years ago, I was probably still shitting in a diaper. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, I was like, that was also like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, right? I said a diaper, oh. right? Okay. As far as shitting my pants, that happens frequently. <laughs> yes. Don't Thank you. I'm getting some support from the audience. You all have problems. I mean, okay, here we go. Let's just get into this. Do Are men the only ones that shit their pants? Yes. Like, I just find it hard to believe. On a regular basis? No, we've already talked about this theory. You guys just risk it more. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never done it, but I don't. Not, I avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Ditto. I can't say it's not. <laughs> I also am not. Am I'm not, also like, not like. Let's see if it happens yeah. right now. <laughs> like, like, yeah. You're not gonna. You're not gonna yeah. deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't just gonna, dance with the danger of it. If my stomach's like gurgling. I'm not gonna be like, oh, let's see if this is yeah. hard. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I probably ought to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And see, as men, we don't do that. Yeah. In fact, you, we don't learn. So like. I mean, I've shit my pants. Yeah. It's bigger, it's better, everything about it. But no, I've like shit my pants. And then, you know, an hour later, my stomach's like, Roar, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? I've ca- caught myself. I just shit them an hour ago. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> so, so we would all agree everyone has shit them at one point. I, I, I'm getting yeah. head nods. Yeah, I, I feel like this side of the table agrees. Yeah, I could say. No, I'm gonna, I want an answer. Yes. <laughs> okay. We aren't talking about it. Ew, gross. Oh my God. You shit your I did, Again, I don't even feel. <laughs> she doesn't shit, it, period. It's like a. Like, sick. Like, yes, sick. Yes. sick. Yes. And I can't help it. But And you're not, you're not risking, you're not just trying out farts to see no, what happens. I have yeah. never trusted a fart. 
I guarantee you, I trust a fart on the way home tonight. I guarantee that happens. One of our audience members, the smartest thing that's ever come out of his mouth, it's not if, but when you shit your hands. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Like, yeah. but probably, like I said, smartest thing he's ever said. But it's just, again, like, I'm, like, we're not taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's, we're not caving. Yeah. Like, we, we know what indoor plumbing is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do. Happens. We're just risk takers. Sometimes they do not accessible. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, we all work very rural areas, and you're like, I hope I make it home in time. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know. So sometimes I'll be like, God, I hope I don't make it because this will be a hell of a story. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, I, don't had, feel, I don't feel that. I feel differently about this. No, I'm like, I mean, I'm trying, right? Because then it's not a good story. No, I'm trying not to. Because if you purposely shit your pants, it's no. not a good story. Yeah. So it has to be a struggle. There's sweat. The <laughs> cheeks are clenched. Or, or just like pure surprise. It's either a struggle or like you're completely blindsided yeah. by the shit in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, who did this? That was, this wasn't me. <laughs> this yeah. Who just shit? Who shit? <laughs> yeah. So my last shit story, I think I actually, it was in an airport. So I'm like, what do you got to do? So then you get on a plane. Oh. You're no. like, well. Someone shit their pants. It clearly wasn't me. Then I'm wearing khaki pants. I'm like, yeah, everybody probably knows that. It's me. So it happens. No, so I wasn't even in the airport. I had just pulled into the parking lot, and I'm like, uh, you know, trying to get things. And I'm like, God dang it! But I had to get straight to the plane, and I only had one pair of pants in my suitcase. So my concern was, I've shit one already. We know that for a fact. So if I get in another pair, and I try to fart again, I've ruined two pairs. So I'm just going to take the one that I've ruined, run with that one, and then save the clean pair. <laughs> These are my shit pants for the trip. Yeah, and then you save the clean pair. With the shit in his pants. Yeah. With other people around. Mm-hmm. With shit, shit in your pants. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, where was that? Kentucky, I think, that I went. Hours of a couple so, yeah. hours. Yeah. And you was bitching about that gal this morning that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the whole time I'm like looking around, like with this look of disgust, like who's this person that's farting on this plane? In reality, I'm like, God, it's me. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing: your husband taking his feet off on a plane, like or shoes off, like he takes his shoes off. Like what? Like why? I smell it. Seventeen rounds up. Like. Keep your shit in your butt and your shoe, your feet, and shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you something though. Here, don't yeah. get chapped. Yeah, I was thinking diaper rash situation happening. Yeah. Listen, if I really So, did you go to the bathroom and try to clean yourself up? No. So I think no. we also need to you discuss. Need to powder. I do, I'm a powder guy. Or more than one pair of pants. I, I had two. I said like, I had two. Trip? Are you carrying like everybody packs like they're gonna shit themselves every day? No. <laughs> Not me. I see every woman at this table does. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. I'm gonna be gone for five days, so I need at least twelve pairs of underwear. Yeah. So you should think like that. This particular case, I was flying in at night, teaching that morning, flying right back the next day. So I was gonna be there less than what was it, eighteen hours or whatever. Minimum of four pairs of underwear. Yes, at least. No. So then it even gets better. So I get on the plane. I'm like, okay. Whew, uh, no, this is the one where I did, didn't get on did the plane. Drive? It's even worse. I actually drove with shitty pants. But here's why. Because, okay, I, Aunt Crazy's wondering why I didn't change my pants. Why didn't you stop at a Walmart? <laughs> Wait a minute. So I go to get on the plane. They take my bag. But then I, uh, the plane won't actually get there. So I've got to drive. So all my clothes, the one pair of clean pants that I had, is now on... 
on a plane that I can't get my Is bag out of. One day and you're checking a bag? Yeah. Idiot, go on. No. Mm. Anyway, so I had to drive to Kentucky with shit in my pants. Now, thank goodness, my bag somehow made it there, so I was able to switch out those shitty pants. Now, I got to tell you, though, I'm bad about it packing. One thing I always forget is underwear. <laughs> I, the last four times I've traveled, I forget underwear. And so I have a gazillion underwear at home because I have to go buy a package hey, underwear. Hey, it's okay if you don't go buy underwear. You just go command. Well, I mean, you depends just, on the pants. Okay, just I'm wondering why you didn't just ditch those underwear and go command. Yeah. So, I think, again, I think we need to quantify what we're saying shitting the pants is. I'm not saying there's a huge loaf. Okay, any, okay. In there, <laughs> so we have a we do have a scale. What are you doing? Oh, geez. Whatever I'm gonna do. We do have a scale for this. So last season we had a, a hash brown size poop, and then a uh, avocado size turd. I was gonna say I remember avocado. Yeah, mine was more like a stick of gum. Mm. So thin, not really big, but you know it's there. You know you did it. So it was. I wasn't super concerned about the size. I feel like it's just like rooster. Like you're just like, oh, there's just skin marks every part of my life. Like there's part of my life. Smell factor. Just, I just, I don't, don't think. Shit I don't think the yeah. size of the turn makes a difference in the size of the skin. matter is canadian. Well, because that's a person that shits her pants right there. I'm telling you, she's laughing. She's going, yeah, all oh, this is true. I also she's like I've done that. I've I done that. I wouldn't have changed my pants either. I get it. That was discussed. If this topic came up, I forget what it was. I remember we talked about it, but I forget what it was. Oh, you guys didn't want to talk about shit in the pants? <laughs> I really thought we were classier. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew it was hey, a it's not going to be. Fun. Yeah, Queen Bee, you're wrong. I'm not disappointed. So I feel like it did start with an actual question. Uh, yeah, you I don't said know you're how gonna, you're gonna ask. Yeah, this. We were, you said you're gonna ask this the seasoned individuals. Uh, oh yeah, here we sure go. It wasn't here we go. Yeah, off. Yeah, let's get back on track. Cut all that out. <laughs> yes. So obviously we have various uh, links of careers in here, but have things changed over time? And if they have, what? And was it for the better? Um. So can we start? Actually, let's start with the yeah, younger ones, and then the we'll post. work kind of what they've seen. Then we'll work on to what the uh, your first meat Yeah, yeah, meat wad um, with that meat face. I came on right after first. I would say we. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so things I think have trended in that same direction since then. So things haven't really changed much since I've. Okay, so talking like from for like uh, from a female officer's perspective, have things really changed, or is it kind of, I guess, status quo? Yeah, it's really not status quo for me. Okay, meet wants someone of very few words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she answered your she question. Just takes yeah. life in. Yeah, she doesn't get much chance to talk at her house, so it's just her face. Calculating facts. That's just your face. All right, honey badger. Yeah. Once again, shocked that she's giving us a question. <laughs> yeah. not Wait, they're asking me questions. Right yeah. You knew you were next. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's a tough question because I think it's not, you know, we can generalize all day long, um, but it's kind of varies. The whole female aspect in law enforcement varies on who you're interacting with. So, mm-hmm. 
I started or, or not just female in law enforcement, but what's changed in your nine years? Yeah, it can be. Yeah, both. I mean, the, actually, the, what, I, I would like to hear both. Has changed in the nine years because, like you mentioned, it we came on after Ferguson, and like the Ferguson effect is real, and like it just has progressively, in a way, gotten like society has gotten more steam for that stance of anti-law enforcement. Um, you know, we've got body cameras now, which I guess kind of not subjected to that now, but our standards of what we're, you know, we're molding ourselves to is changing with society's expectations. That's a valid point. Yeah. Let's say we're a little bit more liability driven. Yes. Yeah. Than we have been. And that is one of my pet peeves is, you know, recently or i had somebody mention liability to me and the body cam situation yep. and you know keep that in mind uh whenever you're doing that and my response was i understand what you're saying but whenever we start instilling that you should be thinking about the liability aspect and the optics of your behavior over what we're actually doing in the officer's safety then there's a problem so I think that conversation needs to be very carefully thought out because I should not be questioning what I'm doing. That's how people get hurt. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. already seen people get hurt because they hesitate. Like, I can't defend myself because I'm going to get in trouble for this. When in reality, it's not that it shouldn't be that way. We're stopped that way, but we all know that the court of public opinion is more damning than a jury of our peers, or even just like, look at, like the Ferguson effect, uh, that officer, he was cleared of 100% everything, but his life is ruined. His yeah. career is ruined. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he can't be doing what he was doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so again, I guess kind of on the same lines, do you feel like we've gone too far of, uh, in the opposite direction where, yeah, we're so concerned with liability now that it is, and also I'm coming to you two here in a second too, but we're starting to affect multiple things. Number one, officer safety. And then number two, is that bleeding into morale of the troops on the front lines? Because for me, it would feel like, okay, they're more worried about liability versus my safety. Now, maybe maybe that's not the perspective or how you guys feel, but. You're going to get, yeah. I mean, whenever the impression is that people are being punished, for going out and doing their job and chasing bad guys and that they're more concerned about the retribution or the, you know, the repercussions of doing that instead of getting praise for the fact that they caught a convicted felon. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was risking the lives of multiple people. And now they're having to deal with counseling reports or reprimand Mm -hmm. for their actions that in turn transfers over to their position within the agency mm-hmm. or it negatively impacts their position in the agency. And on the flip side, you have people who are not actively pursuing criminals, maybe just take, taking their traffic stops. And because they're not in those high risk, you know, split second decision positions, they're coming out looking like, with, you know, looking all shiny and so I to 
like kind of go with that. Like I came on in 2012 and I was a baby trooper when I went to Ferguson. I was at Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I went there, I got shit thrown at me. I remember like this cannot be real. Like I was like in some sort of movie, like cars on fire, bullets. She rewinds it just me loving a bag of shit <laughs> at her. Like I like there's a few times like I was out there, like when the grand jury announcement came down, I was happened to be in that squad outside of the PD where we weren't allowed to have protected gear on because we didn't want to like militarized. I'm like standing out there like you can have your tack vest on but you have to have your coat over it. Well let's wear safety glasses but you can't have anything on your head. So like the minute that grand jury announcement came out, all we heard is like burn this bitch down and then like shit started getting thrown off and it was like on from there. But like, and, and, and the perception of that is like as a baby officer I was like this cannot be real. Right. Right. That that and again whether it's true or not, because you said well, well the impression is this. So whether that's true or not, I think the perception is the reality of it, right? So you're seeing that you've or I would feel in that situation because I wasn't there. Okay. There's more concern with how we look versus yeah. my own safety. And if that's not true, then I think you need to put out information that stomps out that perception of this is why we're doing this. Um, you know, versus but like liability I, or the look. I just see a definite change in things. And uh, what did you say before we went on that? Like about the people that are actively in high risk, what's that vision space position um, scenarios? Yeah, like an article came out like right after that grand jury announcement. It was like a caliber press or police one or something. And it was just like an older guy. Like, hey, this is what my, like, like one of my mentees at my agents told me. They can't shove it up your ass for sitting on it. And it's like, that's true. Cause like you have these guys who like, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm not going to do anything. You have the guys and girls who go out and they work the road and they do stuff. And if you're going out and working, you're going to crash cars. You're going to catch paper. You're going to do something wrong. And I think like, but that comes down to like your first line supervisor at some point. Cause it's like, how is your supervisor going to deal with that? Like, and I've worked with supervisors who were like, well, this is wrong. You're like, he doesn't don't They don't take everything into perspective. Like, I cussed at a guy who wasn't showing me hands that I almost shot because I was in a pursuit with, and he had something in it. I finally said, show me your hands, and that's what I was counseled about. Wow. After I said, show me your hands, like, 18 times, you know, like, but, like, that's what he was hung up on. But then I worked for other guys, and it's like, you know, like, as long as you're, you know, not doing nothing illegal and more unethical, go out and do what you do, and, like, I will take care of you on that front. Mm -hmm. And, And since becoming a supervisor in the last year, it is a, you know, you go through, I think a lot of people get scared when you go through these first line supervision schools because, you know, like you're like IA or whoever comes in there and they teach you, it's just like, well, if somebody's doing something wrong, it's your ass as the supervisor as well as this person. I think, and then, you know, you kind of get scared because it's just like, you know, like, what did you, what did you do about this? What did you know about it? Like, what, you know, how to take care of this situation. And I think it's all in how people respond to that. You know, and just like, I think there's some people who handle it well and some people who don't, if that makes sense. Like, it's... None of that makes sense. Obviously. I have but no just, idea what you just said. We're all dumber for having <laughs> Yeah, we're all dumber for having to listen to what you just said. There are supervisors out there who yeah. like, make it... When I was in that zone where, like, I just felt like I was going to get in trouble for breathing... I turned to the point of, I didn't want to go arrest anybody. I didn't want to go make traffic stops. If I was going to go make traffic stops, it'd be like, I'm watching, like, okay, that looks like a safe car for me to stop, that nothing's going to come of this, because it was just easier for me to, like, not poke the bear, not do anything, 
But then, like, I work in zones where, like, I have a good supervisor, and it's just like, well, I don't want, I don't care about those traffic stops, like, those easy stops. I want to go after the person. I want to make the arrest. I want to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, a combination of, you know, is your supervisor going to be there to help you? Like, obviously, if you do something wrong, there's not much your supervisor can do, but, you know, I think it's all in... I think there is though too. There, I had a great supervisor who would take those um, situations as learning opportunities, and you know, you have those conversations. And even if you didn't do anything wrong, he would review stuff with you and look at what you could do better in the mm-hmm. future, and make that a, a first line learning opportunity to make you a better officer versus other supervisors who maybe put you in that situation. There's like. Oh yeah, you did this wrong, and don't help you develop mm-hmm. in the profession. Yeah, but overall, I do think there has been a change in policing, but it's all in how some people react to it and take it as like, all right, well, I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm going to make damn sure that you, you know, like none of you do anything to make me look bad, or it's like you're going to go out and support your guys and like help them work within the boundaries and just support them if like everybody makes a mistake like we've all been in trouble like we've all done something stupid right whoa speak for yourself there homie whatever like (laughs) have you never gotten a counsel like a verbal counseling you're wrong that's this guy's never not in trouble that's none of your that's none of your damn business if you're going out and working you're gonna do stuff you're gonna like violate policy at some point yeah you know it's but you guys keep saying like stuff wrong so I think there's a difference in Nate Crazy and I talked about this today. I think there's a difference in doing something wrong versus making a mistake. Yeah. And rarely do we separate that, right? Well, mistake, it had to be done wrong. Now, f- that, right? That's not necessarily true. A lot of times you make a mistake, which helps you grow and, be, and get better. Again, we talked about this today. So I, and I'm not bashing y'all. I'm saying these supervisors that are like, well, that was wrong. Nah, maybe it wasn't the best way to do it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was, it was wrong. One of the guys we work with, one of the best like points of advice he ever gave me was like, like assume positive intent, you know, because it's very rare that anybody is going out and doing something for the wrong reasons. Because like you know, like so and so made a mistake. What did you ask him about? It? Like, hey, why did you do X, Y, and Z? And obviously, there's gonna be times where it's just like because they're a dirtbag, you know, like we all like. But there's very few. Sometimes it's a training issue. So, like, you know, like, hey, you did this, well, why? Like, oh, you know, just whatever reason. Oh, well, you need more training in this situation. It's not like you meant to do something wrong. You were just not trained properly for it. And instead of just going in, like, you know, ready to, like, just shove paper in their face and write them up, like, take a second and be like, well, explain to me how we got here. I like that. And, like, you know, just, again, take that, that patience and, like, take a minute. Well, let's, let's ask about it because we weren't there and we don't know what happened. Like, we can only see the 2D video. We, you know, like, we didn't see or smell or hear everything that happened. So how did you go from here to here and see if it's a training issue or just, like, they're negligent or whatever? And then, like, make your decision based on that. Mm -hmm. But assume positive intent. Like, they weren't meaning to do something bad. So I guess like back to the original like over time question from a leadership, I feel like a lot of the conversation is around frontline supervision leadership styles. Do you feel like that has shifted in the people that you've seen over time? Probably a good question. Or yeah, maybe for, yeah, to more of that corrective coaching versus that slap on the wrist or. I'm going to say that I think it goes back to the people because my very first zone sergeant wasn't absolute horrible human being Mm -hmm. horrible 
And he was the guy who, um, you know, ate at the same restaurant because they gave a discount. Mm. And if they didn't, he was quick to tell us about the license plate of the owners. Oh, my God. He was that guy. Um, but fortunately, I had my FTO and a corporal that, that you know, were able to say, that, that's not the way we do things, mm-hmm. right? Now, when I first came on, we didn't have cameras. So... That's the difference. Meaning like cameras weren't invented yet. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Correct. So we were still using pen and sketching <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah. Um, but, and so I'm going to answer this maybe in two parts. So to say that I had a horrible supervisor at the beginning, as time, th- as, as time went on and things changed, I got a supervisor that not only did what you were just talking, like he assumed the positive intent. He was like, hey, listen. Um, when you did X, Y, and Z, tell me what you were thinking. Tell me why you did this. And and literally, that's the way he approached things. Mm-hmm. And he would say, okay, I'm not opposed to that, but I just want you to think about this. Or yeah. understand that this policy says this. Or And he was so good at explaining it. Now, my FTO was great, but that particular guy, uh, he has since retired, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And this is where I go back and I say I've had some great people in my life. Um but with that being said, kind of along the liability issue, it's a weird thing. It's a really weird conversation. And I struggle with it a lot because I feel like if we're doing the thing that we should be doing, then liability shouldn't be a conversation. But unfortunately, what we've seen is the people that are doing the things that they shouldn't be doing. And then that reflects upon all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I don't have a body camera. I remember getting the camera and we were the same way. We're like, oh, big brother's watching us. But now, um, as time went on, I, it, the camera didn't bother me. Yeah. It never bothered me. Did I get it? Me more times than- I was going to say, there was a few times I was like, when I'd have a complaint, I'd be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> She probably actually referred to him as a tenant by the way. Let me adjust the belt. Let's hear folks. I'm like, let me tell y'all something. I did not curse at him. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah. never forget. Just side note, I had I had, had a complaint once and the guy said that I called him stupid. I said, no, that is not what I said. What I did was ask him if he was stupid. I didn't call him Two stupid. different things. Yeah. I agree. Right? Right. It was his call whether or not how yeah. he answered. Yeah. Yeah. So with with all that being said, I I will say to kind of circle back, yes, there's been a lot of changes in my career of mm-hmm. 20 plus years. Some are good and some are bad. I don't like the liability conversation either. And I do think it also creates this world in which sometimes people don't work because they're so scared of the liability. And I hate that mm-hmm. because we need people out there. Well, that's right? when you just hope you My have a good staff. Need... Yeah, you have a good staff that understands like when you're out working, shit happens. And 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 listen, I always go back to, and I say this all the time, like my family, my parents, I mentioned them earlier, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> They're driving me batshit crazy. Listen, if, if they're out there and something happens, I hope that the officer that shows up, no matter what agency they're 
does what they need to do to take care of them. And mm -hmm. if that may be, say, you know, Mr. So-and-so, you need to just move, and they sound rude, then so be it, right? If it saves their life, if it helps them in any way. Running rude is just subjective, too. True. You come to me with a complaint that one of my guys <laughs> is rude, get out of here. I'm sorry, I'm not doing the rude, how you're perceiving. Did they do something wrong? Did they violate something? If not, get get out. I'm not I listening like, to the rude stuff. I mean, as a female officer, I've gotten a ton of complaints. But it's just <laughs> stuff like, I can say it, and it's like, oh, my God, we fucking We literally got started an email or a like, voicemail to our, you know, IA about that. Like, this, this fucking bitch behind me being fucking rude is that, like the voicemail we left. <laughs> Wait, behind you? Is he? Are you, like, with him in I the car? on the traffic on the stop. stop. <laughs> like, he called the traffic stop to complain on me. <laughs> God, I've never got complained on like that. But I, like, well, I are you being a bitch? Say some stuff that I'm like, that was rude. Like, and, but no one says a word about it. Like, I like just am there and I'm rude. Yeah, I can say the exact same thing, the exact same way that a man does, and all get a complaint out of it. And then sometimes I'll even spend, not even just to the public, but to other agency, other law enforcement officers. Hmm. So, Brash and demeaning. Yeah, those are the words that you Brash use. and demeaning. Yeah. Yeah, those were very specific <laughs> words. Yeah, end quote. I'm not saying they said brash and demeaning, but if there was paperwork, which there probably is. All right, Queen Bee, what's your uh, kind of philosophy on change? Gosh, lots of lots has changed. Um, I, I think the, the most negative thing is I really feel like we've gotten away from encouraging our baby tr baby officers to go out and work on developing relationships with the members of their community, you know, get involved in the community, spend more time in the coffee shops and, you know. Run the coffee shops about stopping cars. That's I know, wrong. and that's my complaint <laughs> is I think we're more numbers driven than yeah. relationship driven and building those relationships in society and getting more involved in our communities. That's just not from our agency. I think it's a generational thing as well. I think our younger members are not as comfortable with developing those relationships and getting involved in the community. And I think we need to get back to more of that. Do you think, um, and not to interrupt you, but just go on for what you said. Do you think it has something to do with, uh, how and I guess I'll say millennials and what's after a Zers. Mm -hmm. How we interact just with society now, yeah. like mm -hmm. we just don't have that, you know, social media, right. all the stuff. Like, do you think that's kind of why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just one incident that I'm aware of. We had a young officer that was involved in a use of force uh, situation where he actually caught around. Um, Within minutes of this transpiring, they're working on getting him, tra him transported for treatment. The other officers are still dealing with the suspect. As he's leaving to go get um, treatment for his severe injury, one of the first statements he said is, crap, I should not have approached that vehicle. I'm probably going to get dinged for that. Oh. And. I had the same reaction that you just did. It's absolutely devastating that one of the first thoughts that this young officer has is how much trouble he's going to get into when he 
was, I mean, it's a second decision. So, I mean, we've got to do better than that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That should never have crossed that person's mind ever. Absolutely. But you get sometimes when you have some people who are in those decisions or in that position of handing out punishment who haven't stopped a car or worked a road shift or done anything in 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years sometimes, you know, and it's, it's, they lose touch the road. I think there's like policies in place where it's just like, supposed to help prevent that where you have to work so many like road shifts or road hours at times like stay connected but that's one of the first things that you see go it's just like i'm not doing that yeah and i don't, I don't even know if you have to first off i agree with what you, you just said so i'm not re- rebutting at a zone level or a county level or whatever just go you don't have to go out stop by yourself go ride with somebody like, or like take care of your people i don't yes, think you necessarily not. have to be connected <laughs> I, again, I agree with the connection to the road. That is true. But what he's saying is if we as staff members were doing a better job of staying in tune, you know, with our people, then we would be a little uh, more compassionate yeah. about those situations. So just to be brief, I mean, that's yeah. obviously a problem that I've seen. I don't think I would have seen that 15, 20 years ago. Sure. So we need to do better at that. Something positive that I have seen, and I know um, crazy, crazy. crazy over here is, is equally, if not more passionate about this than I am, but um, doing more about the mental health yeah. uh, for our officers and getting better resources and taking away the stigma behind seeking that help and you know maintaining good mental health for our members do you think we've done better at that because i feel like the short time that i i say short time is 13 years now i guess i feel like that's way better now than it was 13 years ago yeah that's what i'm saying i think on a positive okay i'm sorry you said we we are doing okay we have done a better job of that i mean by far we're doing better we still can make improvements right and i think i think as a person who advocates for that because i needed that right listen everyone at this table's had a critical incident I had one at the airport. And exactly. <laughs> on my way to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it affects us differently because we're different people. But we have to make sure that we're recognizing in this profession, we're exposed to far more critical incidents and trauma by 800 times than the average person. So this may not affect you, but the next one may, and yeah. it may not even be really that that one is, but that now you're thinking about the, whatever the one was before. Right. And so if my first thought is about, Oh shit, I'm going to be in trouble. Then I'm not even recognizing how it's affecting me in so many other ways, which then leads to alcohol abuse, abuse, yeah. misuse, substance use and misuse, taking it out um, on family members, divorce, out. abuse. I mean, there's so many things that, that I could go on and on about with that. Now, I do think again we've done we've done much better. Yeah, much much better at that. Which goes back to this work life balance that I think it's really important that that we do. And I don't. I think this is a positive of this age group. I'm pointing here to my left. Well, and I can see the, both sides of it. The younger folks who have said, like, I need to loop me. Yeah, can I, I get in I, that? I guess I should loop you in. Who have said like, hey. I don't want to work all the freaking time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we still have managers and staff members that are older and more seasoned that just think it's absolutely 
disgusting that we can't get these younger officers to sign up for all the overtime. <laughs> I like I've been asked like, how come your people don't want to work overtime? I said because we they don't enjoy need the money the, and yeah. we have stuff going on outside of work that we enjoy doing. Like, you know, it's times have changed too. Like we don't like it's all dual income households for the most part. You're not just relying on that that officer salary. And you know, like I just I live within my means. I don't need to work over. I'll work overtime if I need to. Or like, I'm not opposed to like, if I need to do a 12 hour shift, I'm going to do a 12 hour shift. But you're paying, we entered into a contract when I signed up to work for this agency that they will pay me for 40 hours a week. And if I'm fulfilling my 40 hours a week, you know, then I'm not like doing anything wrong. You know, it's, I think that you're not supporting the mission if you're not working overtime and that grinds. That's right a here. generational issue because mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, members that are seasoned, it was. This is more of an I older, old. Uh, this <laughs> I mean, you. We work with people that this is their whole identity. Yeah, I mean, preach. This is their identity, and they don't have a life outside of this agency. Mm -hmm. And everyone at this table has a a whole other life, right? Yeah. Like. We have responsibilities yeah. and we're activities. Moms, and, we're yeah. friends, we're daughters, we're meat wads. We're meat wads. <laughs> she speaks. Yeah, just, just pieces of meat. Yeah. And, and so I, I think it's important. And and I'm I'm listen, I was late to the game on that work life balance because I was guilty of that working overtime and doing all this and doing all that. And and I think it was part of the demise of my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um and and now I go, like, i got to have that balance yeah. for two reasons. A, because this is not my identity. Right. I am so much more than just what I do for my job. I love my job. I really do. I love the agency that I work for. Mm -hmm. We're not perfect, but I love the agency. But I've got to have that own balance, that, that work-life balance for my own mental peace of mind. Yep. And, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, when we retire, like, we're literally just numbers. They're going to find a new number. Like, it's, you have to remember that, like, go enjoy your job and do it, but it's a job. It's 40 hours a week. Yeah. There's so much more to life than, than just this. And I'm like, that's what I tell my younger officers. I'm like, if you're off, you're off. Don't worry about work. Like, go do whatever. You know, like, we'll survive without you. We can survive <laughs> without you, and we'll keep surviving once you're gone. Can like, you remember, uh, Queen Bee, when we used to have to fill out an itinerary? Did yes. any of you guys oh, yes, I was there for that. We yeah. had to fill out an itinerary. If we if, went on a trip. If, if we oh. were going to the state, state for more than 40, 48 hours, we had to <laughs> like, notify. Like there was a form. I had to yeah, do that when I first came on. Give yeah. them phone numbers. Direction of travel. travel yeah. Where we were staying. And, and I'll never forget. <laughs> I was going on a trip and I was like, <laughs> it called me back from my trip in Idaho. The work, we should all be in a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? First off, yeah, if you need Aunt Crazy, period, we got some big problems. If you're calling her from 12 states away, way out of hand. Had to fill one of those out. I was in our academy because I was going to stay the weekend with a friend in a neighboring state. And I was like, I have a cell phone. Why? What the f? <laughs> yeah, I just read for far to too do it. long. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think like I even at because like Aunt Crazy was my like counselor when I was. Going She's the one making you feel these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
stupid. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to I'm piss like, her off. Why are you sending me this shit? <laughs> yeah, she's like yelling at me enough. I don't want to make her do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on that stuff. That's like, it, that is insane. As a as yeah. a private citizen who has also been gainfully employed. Yeah. That is insane. Our goal was to have like the shortest out of office you could possibly have when you're as an old officer. I can. That's another improvement. Is this agency used to be way more involved in our personal lives than they are now? Yeah, Thank like you. MYFB. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Well, like just the whole oh. fact that like you're on the pond to live with someone it. you weren't well, married to, like, just like <laughs> come on. Thing. Like, I think it's it has gotten better. It's just like as long as somebody's not doing something like illegal. Who cares? But if, even if you are doing something illegal, it's not it, like I'm going to go, oh, by the way, I'm going this to yeah. state, and I'm going to do stuff illegal yeah. while I'm in it. You yeah, know? yeah. On, thir- yeah, on Thursday from 3 to 4, I will be, you know, yeah, I plan on committing trafficking crimes. drugs at this time. Oh, yeah. I will cross the border at 1152. <laughs> oh, it's been pretty crazy. But yeah, there's been a lot of change in the last 27 years for sure. And and again, you know, good and bad. Sure. Some yep. it's, you know, good and bad. The Ferguson effect, you know, when you when you all talk about that, of course, I experienced it from a very different perspective because Ferguson was the silver lining for mental health. And I I know for those of you that experienced it, Trash Panda, from a different perspective. But I, I will tell you from a mental health perspective, it is what finally kicked Mm -hmm. a lot of agencies into saying oh shit we got to do something yep i mean it was i was scared i remember sitting there being scared and it's like it was cold outside it was thanksgiving everybody had coats on and i remember thinking like standing out there like i'm going to die like i was more scared doing that than i've been making traffic stops and bfe by myself in the middle of the night with a deputy 30 minutes away like that's the most scared i've ever been in my career and rightfully so well well, especially because, like, just, like, even some of the, like, higher-ups were more worried about mm-hmm. uniformity or stuff that they weren't necessarily worried about our well-being. Our well-being, it was, like, how we looked. Well, that's, I think, perception thing from my perspective was it was eye-opening um, to see how the public was lashing out on us just because of what we did for a living. You know, I yeah. think in our agency... Up until that point, it was all sunshine and roses, and we just, you know, the public loved us, and we were rock stars. And then to have all these strange people bust in from other areas and just to be treated like that was just a shock mm-hmm. to the system. Well, and I came from, like, a rural area, yes. like the same rural area. Like, yes. Like, there are people who, like, don't necessarily like us here, but... I remember, like, we're just driving through in the car, and, like, we pull up next to somebody, and I'm just looking in the passenger seat, and again, I'm, like, a baby, like, 24 years old, and the person's looking at me, and they're, like, a smile, and they're, like, fuck you, like, flip me off, and I'm, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also how I greet you every time that I yeah, do. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm more callous now, yeah. so yeah. it doesn't, like, scare me as much, but, like, nobody had done that to me before, and I'm just, like, sitting there, and I'm just, like, oh, they're, like, staring at me, I'm, like, Hi, and I'm like, okay. Sweet. Yeah. And then just like, I just, in the most ridiculous stuff, I remember being told, like, hey, you're not a real cop. You don't have a badge. I'm like, 
What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, like, is that supposed to be an insult? Like, it's just one of those things. Like, it was definitely like a shock to my system of having. But then, like, looking back though, like, some of my best memories of being on this agency came from sitting in those cars for 12 hours and just like with these dudes sitting with me. And like, obviously, I was lucky to have other officers. Other officers. Yeah. I mean, I was the only girl on the Some detail. Hobo. No, like, I was the only girl on the detail. So, I mean, I had my own hotel room, which is nice because I know other guys were like, he snored all night long. I couldn't sleep. But, you know, like, nice. I had Thanksgiving with these guys. It was, it was definitely yeah. bonding. Yeah, and it's, like, some of my best memories from this time period are just, like, our memories from in the car goofing off, like, sitting in parking lots, you know, and, you know, laughing back at it now. Like, but it was terrifying at the it time. It was traumatizing. It was, I was traumatized, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, here's the, because we're on two hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so here's a, a final, so we'll do a last question to you guys, and we'll do a final thought thing, then we'll wrap it up. So, if you could give advice to, let's just say, a female who is interested in getting into law enforcement, what would it be other than don't do it? Mm. I'm going to take that one right yeah, right away from you. That and I'm kidding, but I know you guys wouldn't say that. But if you could give someone advice, what would it be? And well, I say we start with the youngest one again. Yeah. I need more time. <laughs> Meatwad's like, what? Are we, hey, you know what? We, we did youngest to eldest last time. Let's go eldest to youngest. Um, I would just tell them that it's been a really rewarding career mm -hmm. and it's what you make of it. Uh, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. If you work really hard and do the right thing for the right reasons, it's going to be the most fulfilling career you could ever have. And I, I mean, not, it's been an amazing career for me. So I would do whatever I could to, help facilitate that for the next person doesn't she bring like a warm energy i mean you guys yeah. feel that too it's just nice she's the queen hey you're she's you're lucky yeah. don't ever let him tell you otherwise oh, what now i would probably <laughs> echo that with the addition that i would say don't let this job define you though you're so much more than what you do for a living I like that. Yeah. Yep. Word. This is this Word is to your mama. truly, truly just a small part of who yeah. I am. Yeah, it's it's a job. It is. And yeah. and I'm I'm like Queen B. I love it. I'm very yeah. thankful for the opportunities I've had. Oh, and yeah. listen, I've had some really crazy cool opportunities in my yeah. life in this in this profession. And who would have ever thought I'd be where I'm at when it happened? When... Not a lot of us. <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. No, I'm listen, joking. You when, deserve when I, everything. When I got this last promotion, like I got probably a dozen yeah. emo uh, text messages with just pigs flying. <laughs> um, <laughs> for real. Like I, I've saved them because it's hilarious. Yeah. They're like, holy <laughs> f um, <laughs> Pigs are fine. But but it does not define you. Right. Do good work. Work hard. But don't let this define who you are. Nope. Work hard at home life and home or and work. Yeah. Good. All right. Gotta gotta find that balance. Oh God, here's come a long answer. Go ahead. <laughs> well, like Keep obviously what they said is great, but like just a reminder that physical fitness is important. Like for so many reasons. Like Going through an academy, if you're physically fit, it's one less stressor that you have to deal with while you were there. Um, and like being fit, 
if you're physically fit, it helps with mental fitness as well. And it's, I don't know, it's important. Like, and we all have our moments where we're like, man, I haven't worked out in a while, but you know, be fit, go work, go work out, do something like train something else. Mm-hmm. And it helps you like just long-term, like your, your back's not going to hurt. I mean, it's going to hurt, but you're, you're carrying around an extra 25 pounds. So it's just, if you're physically fit, like I said, one less thing that's going to, you have to worry about long-term. Okay. Honey Badger. I think you've said before, Queen Bee, about it's a calling. So I think it's something that you have to be sure that you want to do and you have to really commit to. Um, I FTO'd somebody last year and had the discussion with them regarding what they were getting into. And it's like, you really need to determine if this is what you want to do because things are going to change, whether you like it or not. Like your friendships that you've known all your life, um, those dynamics are probably going to evolve and change. Uh, you, you're internally are going to change. Uh, it, it comes with that stuff. Um, it's something you have to be prepared for or know it's going to happen. And going with the mental health fit, health and fitness is setting those boundaries and knowing what those are and making yourself accountable to it in order to maintain some type of semblance to it. I mean, to maintain what you can, but knowing that and part of it's inevitable. Meatwad, 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 meatwad. Don't marry another cop. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I, I like again. I think that I goes to that. Like, <laughs> some of that goes like homework balance, right? Like if you're married to the yeah. job, you're married to another yeah. cop. You're married to the job, and yeah. but that's where it becomes important if you're married to another officer. Like both realizing that, like, hey, it's just a job, and having hobbies and activities outside of work so you can have meaningful conversations, and it's just not. Talk about work nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Um, so that was really that's all that, I got. That was a that was a great question. That was a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I got something up here. I got a few things up here. Yeah. Not much, but there's some stuff up here. All right. So we always do at the end of every podcast, basically your final thoughts. So we'll, without interruption, you can say whatever you want. Um, about the podcast, about something we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about. Uh, how you feel about, the, you know, how you feel you did, how you feel the conversation went, whatever you want. Honey Badger's like, can I just cuss? Can I just start cussing? <laughs> well, hey, Smee, you want to write that? Uh, you'll, you'll hear that one, I think. Don't tell me to smile. Okay, there's another one. That's it? That's your yeah. final thought? That's my final thought. That may be the title of the episode. Okay. All right. But meet that's meet a legit thing. Or, like, or this is just my face. This is just my face. This, yeah. I don't know how many times I hear people saying, "Why? What's wrong? Why do you look like? Like, what's wrong with your face? It's just my face." <laughs> Here Nothing we go. Wrong with it. Thank you. Here we go. Apparently, two hours is where they're. They've had it. <laughs> they are not holding it together I've anymore. I had one PSD complaint in my entire career. And it was because numbers. of the way that I looked at somebody. Oh, you shouldn't. No. Hmm. He complained about the way that I looked at him. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And you're like, this is my thing. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> oh, shit. Did my husband just say it makes sense? No, he'll pay for it. That's your final thought. 
You guys got a lot of face problems going on. No, do we have tonight. face problems or decide you have a problem with our face? You have face problems. I don't think you guys yeah. have face problems. No. Just... Honey Badger has a face problem. Meat White has a face problem. Trash. Now That's you're a, a problem, you're a very yeah, yeah you're a very jovial person. I think that helps you. Yeah. I and just, people just I have really a hard time taking a lot of shit seriously. And I think that's part of it. Just like, you know, there's times where you need to be serious and you need to like be business. But I have learned, especially like one supervisor I had, I don't think that guy gives a fuck about anything. Literally not one. And working for him was like very eye-opening to me about that. Like life goes on, man. Like shit happens. Life goes on. That was my supervisor's solution to the brash and demeaning thing was just smile. Oh, why didn't you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. You should try it. Hey, you should try that. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe from you, too. Just smile? Yeah. Both of you. Yeah, those are crazy. Yeah, that smile's going to get you on a list. (laughs) All right. I I guess my final thoughts. I I first want to say again, like, I... I love what I do, and I, I know my role is different than, than some of the others, but I still love what I do. Um, I'm very thankful. I've had a great career. All things considered, and listen, that's a whole other podcast of I think it's a literally considered podcast. Um, but I I mean, I've had, I've had a great career, and I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for some of the people, some of the good ones, some of the bad ones. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for them, too. But I think as, as I said here now, Two years and I, my math sucks because apparently I think I'm like two years and nine months. I don't fucking know. December one of twenty six. But listen, and that's that's kind of a monumental date, right? Or December December one of twenty six. Excuse me. That's a monumental date to think that you've worked this entire career and and you're gonna be Walk able away. to yeah to be able to say man I I had a great career mm-hmm. right and now I'm gonna move on to something different or something new. Um, but, but with that, um, I've worked with some amazing people. I'm very thankful for those people. You know, I'm thankful for the people that, that I've worked with, I've worked for, um, I'm thankful for the opportunities. I'm also probably very thankful at this stage in my life too, for this group of people, specifically these females. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. I guess I'll just hang myself. But, um, okay. No. Um, I did it again. Yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, for 20 plus years, I didn't always have that. Yeah. So, so I'm very thankful for that. Man, good FT. Yeah. Good FT. This one's... The queen. Yeah. Don't interrupt. Oh, my gosh. No, my final thoughts are... Thanks for the opportunity. This is always fun to do. I've actually enjoyed hearing the perspective from our younger ladies. And I'm thankful for this career that I've had. I've got to do some amazing things and work with amazing people, um, both in our agency and other agencies. And I think in two years, when I finally get to walk away, I will walk away believing that I did make a difference. Um, and I just hope that I, uh, can be a source of guidance and advice and leadership for these younger ladies. That's it. Good.
It's me. <clears throat> He's drunk. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, said, that's yeah. yours. Yeah. Yep. No, I think I, whenever we first had this discussion of having this panel that we had originally had a different name for, but I actually, I'm going to, it's going to come out and watch. Have we told you the original name for it? No. Oh, wait, it's the. Uh, yeah, they know. We know, you but the audience be, I don't we'll, think we'll Craig's we'll, we'll we'll fill Yeah, so we. We'll fill you in post. Post this. Okay. We didn't really explain that in there. First had a conversation about this group. I was really excited to just be present, just to hear these perspectives, because I respect these ladies and what they do, and I couldn't in a million years do it so i respect that they do and you're very strong and powerful woman and i i like that so mm. thank you i'm looking at honey badger's face all night <laughs> it's, it's the power bro I, really you know what, i'm gonna tell you not to smile because yeah. i love it <laughs> i've been forced to look at it like i'm trying to look off but my neck's starting to like get a crick in it so i've got to look straight again into the ear does it bother you that i'm cutting these wieners <laughs> a little bit a little bit and then again the intense eye contact was making me very As uncomfortable she strokes the wiener. yes dog. there's a dog in here you've probably heard him wrestling for yeah. like two hours. so usually i let the ladies go last but since i'm the big guy uh, I guess I'll go last, but I, I do appreciate you guys doing this because it's it's a little bit out of people's comfort zone. I'm sure some of you guys maybe even have felt that <laughs> meatwad and um, honey badger. But no, I really do appreciate you guys doing this. So for me, not everybody gets to see this, but I get a ton of feedback from the troops. So like guys and gals on the front lines get text messages, emails, social media stuff, and they really appreciate hearing different perspectives, especially from um, you know, superiors or, uh, you know, just different trash, trash. Yes. Yeah, trash panda, but no, they royalty, really trash. royalty trash. Yeah. yeah, yeah we... know, this is a podcast that's all inclusive. Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, so for me, it means something that it means something to them, if that makes sense. So I do respect, uh, y'all, which is why we asked this group specifically to be on here. And, uh, Though I make fun of you and stuff, I hope that you know it's out of nothing but love and uh, and respect. And I think you guys do a great job. And I hope that you never feel demeaned uh, from me or any of my coworkers because that would never be uh, something that I would condone or support. So you guys do a great job. I'm happy to be uh, a friend or a whatever I can be to you. I hope you guys know that and keep up the good work. And I think you guys are making a great name not only for females but for the agency as a whole so you guys are doing a great job thank, thank you, you. Yeah. and thanks for this opportunity yeah. i enjoyed it it's fun thanks for being here aunt crazy you've been on my list for a while <laughs> yeah gotcha. yeah funny gotcha <laughs> I'm I'm a lot of people's well list. yeah <laughs> maybe we shouldn't talk about those lists <laughs> but uh, other than that i appreciate you guys listening so if you're on days have a great day if you're on nights have a great night be safe that concludes season two of the highway podcast the fastest growing podcast in southwest missouri we appreciate y'all listening. Thank you for your time. We're going to take some time off. Stay tuned for the start date of season three. We'll be putting that out on social media. We hope that you guys stay safe. Always remember, chase cars and not promotions. Peace.